It's June 11th. Yeah. Brittany is going to appear for her conservatorship. Yay, finally. But not how you think. Oh, okay, okay. Caitlyn Jenner was problematic on The View. When is Caitlyn Jenner not problematic, especially on The f***ing View? Morgan Wallen is back on the radio. Cool. I'm Jordan. I'm me. Let's chatter and chill. Let's do it. So, our favorite, one of our favorite artists from our younger years, pop princess Britney Spears, requested to appear in courts in person on June 23rd, as we've said before. Yes. Well, she will now apparently appear virtually. The whole thing, everybody was all excited, you know, because she was supposed to appear in person. It was the first time we were going to hear her talk about anything with the conservatorship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, her team, quote unquote, her team uh, says that due to the ongoing pandemic and security concerns at the courthouse, she will now appear virtually on that date. I don't like that. No, I don't either. Because you're not seeing her there. Yeah. You're just seeing her on a screen. Yeah. It, it'd be no different if she sent in a video of her talking about what she's going through. And then there was a petition that was filed to end the conservatorship, but then the petition was rejected because the person didn't pay the $90 filing fee or whatever. And now they don't even know if a per- the person who filed it was authorized to do it. So it might not even be as important breaking news as we thought. Hmm. So, about Brittany. I'm still free Brittany here. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I fear that the- with this development... I fear that she's just never going to get out of this conservatorship. Which is just sad. She's been in it for 13 years. Yeah. She has very little control over her finances. She has very little control over her music career or any career, her acting career, her appearances as a reality talent judge, any of it. Yeah. She is at the behest of people who want to take her money and make it their money. She is kind of like a zoo animal, apparently. Which is just not good. So, as we've said in previous episodes, looking forward, hopefully, to hearing something from her on June 23rd. Not exactly the way we thought we were going to hear from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Don't know if that's going to change anything. I don't know. We shall see. So that's what's going on with Britney. So free Britney. Free Britney. Caitlyn Jenner appeared on The View. (laughs) The exasperated sigh. It's just. Well, okay. So we know we've talked about this before. She's running for California governor. Uh Uh-huh. And the panel of women answer or ask some questions. To her, 
uh-huh. regarding everything from her qualifications to run for governor, why she decided to run for governor, what she would implement if she were governor, why she doesn't like Gavin Newsom. She says she wants to be an inclusive Republican. She's going to be more socially liberal and more fiscally conservative. Wants to take care of the homelessness problem. Of course, she uh, gave an interview um, trying to relate to the citizens of California out of her private airplane hangar. Because that's relatable. Yeah. I'm going to go to my private airplane hangar later today. Same. Yeah. So she didn't answer many of the questions at all. She deflected most of the questions. Why am I not surprised? I I had seen another interview also. She wasn't just on The View. I believe she was on Fox News or something. And they had asked about the trans. And then she's like, I'm not running as a a trans activist. I'm I'm running as the governor for all California. And comparing what she said at the SBs and saying that trans athletes deserve to play sports as who they are. And now saying... Psych. <laughs> we need to protect women's sports. It's hypocritical. I mean, you, it's no very matter what, what, hypocritical. No matter what your opinion is on the issue, I mean, she's a flip flopper. I mean, she'd fit in great with any politician. She's deflecting questions. She's flip flopping on the issues. She's trying to win votes. I don't know that she has any principles whatsoever. She doesn't believe in anything. She believes in whatever's going to give her votes. Pretty much, yeah. And she has no qualifications to be in high office. She keeps saying, I'm an outsider. I'm an outsider. No, you're not. You are a Kardashian. I mean, you were an Olympian. Good for you. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. But you're a part of the Kardashian-Jenner clan. Like, for our generation, we knew you from E. Not you. E, the network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. E Entertainment. I knew where you were going because I was like, this E don't care. Well, one of the questions that was asked was about the presidential election. I think I have a clip. I'm wondering because a lot of Republicans in this country believe that Donald Trump won the election and not Joe Biden. Are you one of those people, one of those Republicans? Uh, I'm not going to get into that. That election is over with. I think Donald Trump did do some good things. And what I liked about Donald Trump is he was a disruptor. But did he win the election? But he was he was a disruptor when he was president. I want to do the same thing. I want to go in and be a thoughtful disruptor in Sacramento. We need to change the system. And I want to change that system for the positive. I'm in it for the people. Okay, so... It's just a show. Didn't Donald Trump initiate the trans ban in the military? Yes, he did. And now, Caitlyn Jenner, he he did some good. Bullshit, he did. So, Caitlyn Jenner is making the media rounds. Probably the most high-profile Republican running for governor of California. And on the resume, to be governor is, I'm rich and famous. And won a gold medal once. That's that's the resume. Uh. Because money can actually buy you anything you want. Uh. You can run for... I mean, there are people who probably... I, there are Republicans, I'm sure, that have some decent ideas who can't run because they don't have the money and the special interests that... And, and that's another thing. She's like, I don't have any special interests. You have big name donors. 
When you're as famous as she is, you know people. Or you know people that know people. Yeah, it's all about connections. Exactly. That's a typical politician for you right there in the making. In fact, give her the governorship. She is an outsider. She's no outsider. She is a politician. It's just a show. I'm being facetious, though. You don't have to give her the governorship. I just... I'm not a Californian, though. I'll let them decide what, what's best yeah, for them. Yeah, exactly. Let them if decide. you think that she's great for your state, please vote for her. <laughs> no, just no. And we, we, we'd like to watch from afar. Uh, Morgan Wallen's back on the radio. Okay, cool. As you know, in February, he used a racial slur. was caught on tape from TMZ. He was drunk. Uh, sometimes it's a reminder that if you're going to get hammered, maybe don't get seen out in public. Or if you're going to get hammered, put your phone down. Except it wasn't his phone. I think it was a neighbor. Kay. He was out in front of his house if you're yelling gonna get, in the middle of the okay, night and the, the neighbor filmed it. If you're going to be hammered, be hammered in your house. Make sure no one in the house has their phone on them. So stupid shit like this does not get filmed and posted on the internet. Well, radio took him off the air for like four months because he used the N-word. And that was them making a statement that if you go around talking like that, you're not going to have the support of the music industry. Well, they're slowly being re-added to country radio playlists. Mainly his older hits. Top executives at the radio chains are allowing the individual stations to decide themselves based on their markets, whether to play his music or not. He has still been banned from pretty much every award show. My question is, when he has a new single, not any of these old greatest hits or recurrent hits or anything like that, when he has a new single, how are they going to promote that? Are they going to be like, we we forgive him? Like, what, what yeah. is the angle they're taking? I, I don't know. To be a crisis manager for a career, I don't know. But um, I know there are some people who believe he got the short end of the stick because of cancel culture. I'm so tired of hearing about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Either people are complaining because they've been canceled or they're complaining because somebody got canceled or they're complaining because someone should be canceled. And it's just like, here's an idea. If you don't want to like watch people's videos or listen to their music or watch their movies, just don't do it. That's a cool thing. Yeah, simply put. So, that's my take. You have some sports stories. I do. Okay, so the first one I want to talk about is this past weekend, there was a racist attack on a Filipino truck over in Utah. So, it was sprayed with a not-so-very-nice racist slur and a not-so-very-nice image on the world-famous Yum Yum Food Truck. Uh, Utah Jazz and Six Man winner of the year, Jordan Clarkson, found out and knew he had to do something. Now, part of a very long statement he made to ESPN on Thursday, re- uh, in qu- part of this statement reads, quote, If you want me to be real honest, my first reaction was, this is bullshit. I was just like, we can't be f***ing doing this. There's just no room for that, especially right now. We ain't got no room for the hate no more. 
that's got to go out the window real quick, end quote. Now, obviously, he is Filipino-American himself, so this kind of hit home. Also, his dad used to do raps for different things. So, of course, again, it hit home. Um, he was joined by, he was one of many clean local businesses and politicians in the area who wanted to restore the food truck. Um, he paid for interior cleaning and detailing. He joined the the company Identity Graphics on a, a new wrap, which will be unveiled Saturday at the Philipp Filipino Independence Day celebration in Salt Lake City. He offered the owners Ben and Erland Pierce significant financial support to get the truck up and going again. The Jazz, who again, like I said, the team he plays for, invited the owners to the Thursday game against the LA Clippers in the second round. When the crowd there found out what Jordan Clarkson had done for the truck and obviously what happened, the entire arena erupted in applause and like a standing ovation. Now, Jordan initially didn't want this to be made known, but the owners were like, we want it to be made known. We want people to see here's someone going out of their way, like a big name guy going out of their way to do something for the community. I will never understand racism. I do not understand why people go out of their way to do this to other people. I think it's great that he did that, that he assisted them. It's unfortunate that it happened that the whole situation happened in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Sticking with basketball here. Like I said, the Jazz are playing Clippers currently in the playoffs. The other LA team who got knocked out first round Lakers. Uh their big name LeBron James is going to be changing his jersey number. He's going back to 6 instead of 23. Uh, this is not the first time he will wear six. He first wore the six in the Olympics. And then, of course, his four seasons with the Heat. Uh, now, originally, this swap wanted to happen back in the summer of 2019 when the Lakers were getting Anthony Davis from the Pelicans because Davis had worn 23 with the Pelicans. So LeBron was like, here you go. You take 23. I will go back to six. Nike was like, no, 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 no. They nixed the swap due to potential loss of tens of millions of dollars in wasted inventory because they had already made 23 Laker jerseys with James numbers on the back. I was going to say, I, I knew right when you were going to say that it had something to do with lost revenue due to merchandising. Yep. So it's all about the money. It is. And also it was just revealed that LeBron is wearing the number six in the new Space Jam New Legacy movie coming out. Which again, I don't know how I personally feel about that because I love Space Jam. It's my second all time favorite sports movie. Yeah, but you know, we have to remake everything. There's no originality anymore. I know. Everything has to be remade. But A D has stated that he will stay wearing his current jersey number, which is number three. He will not take advantage of LeBron going to six and going back to 23 himself. 
But uh, speaking of jersey number swaps, Julio Jones, who just recently got traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Tennessee Titans, will be wearing number two instead of number 11. Current Titan wide receiver A.J. Brown wears 11, and he stated the reason he wears 11 is because he looks up to Julio, offered Julio the 11. Julio was like, no, you keep it. I'm going to switch to two. Obviously, A.J., you know, posted on Twitter his respect for Julio and basically said, 11 till I retire. Now, Julio basically, like I said, his entire 10-year career up until this point was with the Falcons. He basically made it very clear he wanted out of the franchise because he did not like the direction they were going. Atlanta was like, okay, you want out? We'll give you to Tennessee, which is actually an up-and-coming contender here. They're not like a bottom-shell team like Detroit Lions. You know, he's actually going to a good contending team. Atlanta did get some draft picks in back. They were not necessarily, I think, what they were looking for because they were stating, like, first-round picks, but I don't think they got any. Um, Yeah, and obviously he felt he posted kind of a little heartfelt uh, thank you to the fans of Atlanta for everything that they've done, the 10 years of him being there, and then, of course... A little thank you to the Tennessee fans for the humongous warm welcome because I know people over there are just like freaking out because they're like, yes, Tennessee gets another weapon on offense. Let's go. We actually have a chance in the AFC. I'm like, y'all, the Chiefs are in the AFC. (laughs) Did did y'all forget that the Chiefs are in the AFC? I mean, y'all might get the division at least, but you're not making it to the Super Bowl. Unless Miracle Chiefs don't make the playoffs. Or you upset them. Will Mahomes let that happen? I don't know. See, that's the thing. I'm telling you. You got the Chiefs. You know, you look at the teams that made the Super Bowl here. You got the Chiefs in the AFC and you got the Buccaneers in the NFC. The Buccaneers basically kind of kept everyone. So, (laughs) (laughs) same thing with the Chiefs. For the most part, they kind of kept everyone too. So, it's like, y'all better watch out. So, to go from a thing I love in sports to music, it is time for our music netitude segment that we do every single week. You want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. A song just came out today. It's the new song by Lord, and it's called Solar Power. It's her first release since 2017, I believe, when she put out the Melodrama album. And it sounds absolutely Nothing like anything she's done before. Ooh, changing it up, I see. Gone is the synth pop sound. It's guitar based. It's very laid back. It's very chill. It's very summery. Uh, it has some resemblance to George Michael's Freedom. I picked out that melody. And then it turns out that people on Twitter said the same thing. I'm like, okay, so I wasn't the only one who picked up on it. I like the song. It's very summery, as I said. Really fits the current time, being that it's June. And I heard that the rest of the album, supposedly, is sonically cohesive and similar to the song. So I am looking forward to it. And uh, 
it's a it's a brand new sound for her. I like it when artists are able to be versatile and can change up their sound and not just stay with one thing because it kind of becomes formulaic. And I'm I'm looking forward to the new record. Hmm. What do you got? So I got a throwback like I do every week. <laughs> and of course, again, with it being June and Pride Month, it kind of is like a little a little bit of a pride song. Or at least to me, it's a pride song that I play a lot this month. It is uh, She Likes Girls by Metro Station. Yeah. Oh, Metro Station is a throwback. You remember that band? That, yes, I do. That came out with, uh, what was it, Shake It? Yep, and uh, 17 Forever. Yep. That was a good one, too. So this song is off of that gold EP that came out in 2014. I'm going to do a full disclosure here and tell you that I probably haven't heard anything that they've done post, like, 2008. Honestly, same here. This is, like, really the only song I will blare I didn't even know that they were still active. I kind of don't. I kind of knew because, obviously, I followed their trace. Oh, yeah. On socials. But, yeah, like, you know, obviously, it's a song about, basically, a girl. Who likes girls. Yeah, a girl that you can kind of see likes other girls. So you realize that you don't have a chance, <laughs> which, you know, sometimes guys need to be reminded of that, that, uh, you know, not every single f-ing girl in this world is straight. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good song. It's a song that I'm just basically blaring all this month because, again, it is Pride Month. You know, it's Friday, so, of course, we're going to end off with a little feel-good story. So, the son of retired tight end, Greg Olson, his son TJ, found a heart. The eight-year-old basically posted in a little 12-second video uh, just saying, Hi, everybody. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for praying with me. We love you guys. Bye. Oh, he found a literal heart. Yes, he got Like he's a a heart transplant person. He is. So he got the new heart on Friday, basically eight days after going on the transplant list and two weeks after entering the hospital with his failing heart. So he was born in 2012 with a congenitive heart defect that acquired four surgeries, including three open heart procedures and the installation of a pacemaker. So this this little guy, again, who's eight years old, has been fighting his entire life here again. Didn't spend that long. He spent like, I think, eight days, I said, on the heart transplant list. Yeah, it was quick. Very quick turnaround. There was a cute little video that was posted here, like just yesterday, of him going to his twin sister and his brother, sharing the news to them that he was going to get a new heart. And it's so f***ing cute and adorable. And it just like warmed my heart. And I like Greg Olson. He's a good guy fantastic player i'm so happy for him and his wife and obviously their son tj i wish him nothing but the best i need to go find this video now it is so cute and adorable oh my god and just as a side note i mean i know it's just 2012 and yeah he was born in 2012 eight yeah like yeah that's a lot of process right there yeah it doesn't feel like it's been that long uh, it has like, the, like a, a child yes yeah 
Well, like I said, I wish him, Greg, his wife, kids, nothing but the best. Uh, TJ is a strong little dude. I, yeah, I'm going to go find the video. It is cute and adorable. Well, thank you for joining us on our Feel Good Friday. Yes. We hope to uh, have you guys around next time when we do our Feel Good Friday. It's been fun. It has. You have a good rest of your Feel Good Friday. You too. We're out. We are. We are.